This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. So while we are on the subject of the goings-on at Queen's Park, did you hear about a protest that was held there yesterday? So listen to this. One of the protesters, with her face covered with a black bandana, brought a blood-stained guillotine. You know, the thing they used during the French Revolution? And then executed an effigy of Premier Doug Ford. So here's the issue. Two NDP MPPs were apparently there. And here is what Education Minister Lisa Thompson had to say in question period. I would like to stand in this House and sincerely request the member opposite to absolutely condemn the actions of the protest for the institution known as Queen's Park and for and show respect for the elected officials in this house. Okay, so uh, that was a bit of a heated exchange this morning. I'd like to bring in Brian Lilly. He is a political columnist with the Toronto Sun. Hi there. Yeah, I can hear you fine. How are you? Fine, thanks. So what do you make of this? Uh, is, was this the case of just one extremist, or uh, is the NDP complicit in this? How do you view it? Mm, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, if I'm going to be honest. Look, do I think that the NDP condemns or supports violence? No, but I have a long history of covering politics where they have not condemned it. Um, yeah, you know, I'll take you all the way back to the summit of the Americas riots in 2000 in Quebec City. And I don't know if you remember those pitched battles in the streets that were happening. Vaguely. <laughs> uh, where, you know, it was, there were 34, you know, mostly democratically elected leaders from across the Americas gathering in Quebec City, Jean Chrétien trying to get a trade deal. And there was violence in the streets. And it was perpetrated by the left, by people that were close to the NDP. And from that time on, that was the first time that I had watched the NDP be asked, will you condemn this violence? And they, oh, well, we, we don't want to condemn anyone, and, you know, people have the right to protest. Okay, but will you condemn the violence? And they wouldn't. And since that time, since about 2000, and I've been at this game a long time, the NDP will flirt with the violent radicals and not condemn them. And, you know, look... There are radicals on all sides. Exactly. And, and to be fair, conservatives have been accused of, of flirting with extreme right and, racists. And Scheer, yeah. at the federal level, and, and Doug Ford, have both stood up and condemned them. So the NDP is not held to the same standard uh, because the media is not pushing the NDP to condemn this. The... Uh, the NDP itself is not condemning this, but yet Andrew Scheer and Doug Ford are forced to stand up and say, oh, those people are wrong, which is the right thing to do. Right. I mean, you know, hopefully they weren't forced to do it. Hopefully they did it because it is the right thing to do. If you've got uh, radicals on your side, it's called good political hygiene to stand up and say, you know what, 
I don't want to be associated with those people. They're beyond the pale. They're beyond what I think is normal political discourse. And someone showing up with a guillotine and then holding up a sign that says, may history repeat itself, chop, chop, while protesting Doug Ford and the Ontario government, what do you think they're getting at, Libby? I think they're calling for the premier's head at that point. Well, yeah, uh, it is interesting. I mean, I'm, you know... I'm just wondering if part of this wasn't that this particular protest uh, didn't get a lot of coverage. Was that a factor? Well, I, I was walking by it yesterday and watching people, um, you know, from various media outlets walk back from it. So they did go out and, and at least look and see what was going on. Uh, did they decide to, uh, to actually focus on the radicals within it? No. Uh, but... I'm not surprised. I, you know, I can't tell you the number of times. Like, look, I, I, I've been in charge of interns over the years um, in, in my time in broadcasting. This is the first time, by the way, I'm a political columnist for the Toronto Sun. Right. This is the first time I haven't been a broadcaster in more than 20 years. And I always used to tell my broadcast interns, when you go to a protest, look at their signs, look at their flags, look at their signs. That will tell you what they want. And I don't know how many times I've watched protests going on, and, and, and there's the TV or radio reporter standing there saying, I don't, well, we, we don't really know what they want, and yet the signs are clear. You know, they're comparing whatever right-wing politician it is to Hitler. They're calling for communism. They've got the hammer and sickle flag, and that's what was going on yesterday. Look, if we had Nazis marching in the streets... They would be denounced, and rightly so. We should be denouncing Nazis at every turn. But if you know the history of communism, if you've spoken to anyone that grew up under a communist system, they will tell you the horrors. If you look at the number of people that were killed due to the communist ideology, it actually far outstrips the Nazis. And yet we tolerate communists walking around with guillotines, showing up at political protests, and mainstream political parties who show up at these same protests are not asked to condemn them. Or if they are asked to condemn them, they get wishy-washy. Okay, let's uh, take a couple of calls, because I'm just wondering if this is becoming an issue. Let's go to William in Toronto. Hi, William. I live. Uh, Mr. Lilly said uh, something very telling. He said, look at their signs and see what they want. And this is the the problem. Uh, government does not listen to people, and people go to extremes to get their point across because uh, government uh, proceeds uh, on its with its own agenda and not necessarily for the best interest of the people. So uh, this is the cause. Yeah, of but such what, what's what? It, uh, yeah, the point. The point being, what you know execute Doug Ford? Uh, I, I feel funny even saying it, but, uh, you know, executing an ed- effigy of the Premier, you know, what point is that exactly? Aaron, uh, Andrea Horvath for Premier, that's what I was going for. Uh, uh, I'm not supporting Doug Ford for uh, uh, for Premier as a big C Conservative. Uh, uh, he's not qualified, uh, and he does everything way too fast. There's too many projects going on here all over the place, and they're not being done properly. Well, that's just, that's uh, a reasonable that's a reasonable objection. But uh, yeah, what we're but talking about is the other. People should not be driven to such extremes. 
So a government they, needs to listen more. They're, they're they, elect, elected Can I interject quickly and ask a, sir, a question, Libby? Okay. Uh, so, uh, sorry, what's the caller's name? William. William. Okay, William. Uh, would you feel as comfortable if this was calling for the execution of Justin Trudeau or Andrea Horvath or Kathleen Wynne? Because I wouldn't. I would be just as aghast. I, I, I would say, look, if you're calling for the execution of a political leader because you disagree with their policies, then you're outside of the uh, polite society. Uh, you know, I hate to use that term, but if you're going to call for people to be executed because you disagree with them, no. I, we uh, don't want you, you in, in our political uh, conversation, and you should be denounced. Uh, yeah, let's take a call from Keith in Stouffville. Hi, Keith. Hi, Stouffville. How are you doing? Fine. Um, yeah, that caller that phoned in there, a complete moron. This <laughs> like is, keep it, let's keep it terrible. nice. That's okay. terrible to be what you can, went on down there. And uh, that guy there, by the way, he can phone Doug Ford if he wants, and people can phone him. You know, that's a, that's a premier you can talk to. Well, you can phone him. I I doubt that you can talk to him well, <laughs> on, well, on the phone. You can phone back. You can text sure him, and he may call you back. Say, you know. Yeah. And 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 your your guy on the sun there, like you know, he's saying everything that really that I should say. But I really think you know, it starts when kids are young, and it's starting in school now when they lug them down there to Queens Park to protest this and protest that. You know, that's where it starts. But, of course, you're going to have a radical group, and which those people were. And for the NDP people to be there, hope and pray to God that they have never get in power anywhere in Canada or Ontario in particular. Okay, Keith, okay, thanks Libby, for that. thank you. Okay, let's take one more really quickly. John in Brampton, hi there. Hi, Libby. Um, I, I, I guess my question would be, why is there so much media attention on a, a small band of, of fruitcakes? It's, it's really, the majority of people in Ontario voted for Doug Ford for a conservative government to clean up the mess. And as soon as it begins, then we get these characters going crazy. You know, it, it, I guess the media's got to take a lot of responsibility on this. If there was a, a, a neo-Nazi with a sign out there, well, everybody would be on that clown. And the reality is, in all so of now Ontario, they're on this clown. probably no more than 20 of these people. And nobody listens to them, except the media. Uh, okay, thanks, John. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure uh, what the we're we're trying to call attention to the tone of the discourse. Uh, Brian, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I'll leave you with this. Um, there have been several New Democrat MPPs that have used um, how how should I describe it in ways that won't get me in uh, get me or you in trouble with the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council. Yeah, please don't uh, do that. Yeah, uh, less than parliamentary language. Uh, they've been dropping F-bonds all over the place. They have used uh, similar language. Now they won't denounce this sort of thing. When, you know, Andrew Scheer has been um, blambasted for, quote-unquote, sharing a stage with a so-called white supremacist, and yet when people sent me the, the, the photos of the, the person he was supposed to share the stage with and himself, he was actually more than a block away and two hours apart from this person, 
didn't even that she spoke after him he didn't even know that she was you know speaking and even if they, she was speaking at the same time as him he couldn't have seen it the ndp was out there while this thing was on the front lawn of queen's park you need to be at least willing to say i denounce that andrew Shear has said he denounces white supremacy he denounces the radicals we need to hold everyone to the same standard that's my point is let's hold everyone to the same standard let's all p- practice good political hygiene and if you've got radicals that want to use violence that want to call for people to be killed you know shun them they don't they don't deserve a spot in our politics and uh, you know just an make interesting sure that they message know that. i think that's a, a pretty good message actually brian Lilly, thanks a lot thank you bye-bye You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.